0: Can you believe football season's here already? It's the first Sunday of the NFL season and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and I am joined by Vubang. Vubang, what's up, man? Just,
1: just literally got off the plane from, uh, from Zaza Pachulia Land or Zaza Land, as you would say.
0: For everyone out there who doesn't know, what country is that?
1: The Republic of Georgia, not the state of Georgia, the Republic of Georgia.
0: I don't know. I've never been. Why and what was that like?
1: Uh, it's one of the few countries that's letting in vaccinated folks. And I mean, so, to just sum up what that country is like, we went to do two different cities, Belisi, which is the capital, which is where Zaza Petulia is from, and Batumi, which is a beach town that's about six hour drive away. And in short, you know, the food is basically like old country American food. If you imagine like 100 years ago, 150 years ago, people coming from that part of the world, the Caucasus, as they say, literally like where Caucasians came from. It's all cheese and uh, wine and a lot of carbs. As someone who's lactose intolerant, I couldn't really handle (laughs) it. Um, but I definitely know why Zaza Pachulia looks like Zaza Pachulia now. I mean, he, no one looks like, not everybody looks like that there, but I can just understand how he could be well-fed.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing. It sounds like a a place where you just drink a lot and eat a lot of cheese. I mean, that's that's like everyone's dream. I've never been somewhere
1: where like 80% of the restaurants are food from that country. You know, like in America... <laughs> I would say, what, 60% of all the restaurants are American food, quote-unquote. There, every single restaurant is Georgian food, so you can't really avoid it. Um, can I tell a story? Can I tell a story about visiting, sort of yeah, pursuing yeah, the Zaza yeah. Pachulia? There's probably like five people interested in this, but this is really – it's fun for me because I this was literally one of the things I wanted to do. I, 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 I cordoned off like a three-hour period one day to figure all this out. But if you all recall, during the championship, I think the 2017 championship – um Zaza so Petrulio walked around with a Georgian flag, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like it's an iconic picture of him. And you know, I should also note if you Google what happened at the Capitol riots, someone was was waving around the Georgian Republic of Georgia flag, thinking really? it was I we everybody thinks that he just Googled Georgia flag on Amazon <laughs> and just bought it, <laughs> thinking it was the state of Georgia. But that's a that's a story for another podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I looked up. I, I I messaged him on Instagram to see if he'd respond to see if he can tell me what his childhood basketball court was, but he did not respond. Sorry. So I looked it up and it's pretty straightforward. It, it basically, there's an article about how he went back to the gym where he learned how to play basketball. And at the time he was playing for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Bucks were upgrading their court. So the court from the old school, like green and and whatever color that is maroon, uh, years, um, the, the years that are synonymous with, uh, Glenn Robinson, the first, I guess he took that the company that, that did the new court as sort of a promotion slash like goodwill thing, took apart the old court and brought it to Georgia and put it into his old gym. So I visited there and the main gym is the Milwaukee bucks court from like 10 years ago, I guess, maybe eight years ago, which is awesome. crazy. And then the walls have been painted so that it's got, has quotes from Magic Johnson and Bill Russell and and Michael Jordan.
0: Other famous Georgians. Yeah,
1: Exactly. And so first of all, like not many people, I thought there'd be more warrior fans there, but you know, I did wear a warrior's uh, mask everywhere I went, but they looked at me first as the Asian guy with the mask and not necessarily a warrior's fan, but I Googled (laughs) where it was showed up i I specifically went on a saturday afternoon because i knew there'd be some kids playing there i went on to ebay a few weeks before and i bought like a pack of um zaza petulia cards to pass out just the kids i knew that were going to be there and i also was like how much would it cost for signed zaza petulia cards and i realized it was like three dollars a sign for signed cards so i bought three of them and so i brought like one of them and so I showed up and it's just like, you know, it's like a three story gym in the middle of like outside of the, a little bit outside of downtown, started walking around, finally found the entrance, walk in and like, I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm coming from San Francisco. I'm a big Zaza Pachulia fan. And I wanted to sort of check out the court. And the first guy was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me find somebody else to talk to you. So then two guys show up and they're like, what do you want? And I was like, repeated it. They're like, we have no idea what the hell you're saying, you know? And so they're like, we'll be right back. And meanwhile, I'm in the lobby and the lobby is filled with Zaza Pachulia stand, uh, like cardboard cutouts, pictures of him. It's got all the jerseys from everywhere he's played, including Turkey and the Bucks. It's also got a, he also had a Vergell Warriors jersey. Actually, no, it was a a Vergell Cleveland jersey that was made out to him that was hanging up too. And then... There was a giant photo of him with the Georgian flag during the championship, and the logo for the academy is the Zaza Pachulia Basketball Academy, and the logo is him with the Georgian flag on his back during the championship. So they know that you know they know who the warriors are, because the fo- they're working somewhere where there's photos of everything happening. And so they finally brought up this kid. he's probably like 16, and he's like, perfect English. He's like, "Hey, what, what are you doing here? They want to know what you want to do here?" And I was like, "I just want to take pictures on the court." and just take pictures and they're like okay that's fine and he translated it and then i came in they 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 let me take photos they took pictures of me on the court with and the kids like do you want a picture with the magic johnson um quote i'm like sure it's like what about the michael jordan quote i'm like all right fine so there's all these (laughs) awkward photos of me in front of like i don't even remember what the quote said i didn't really care was he like hey
0: do you want one with your shirt off
1: (laughs) Exactly. I would have been like, hell yeah. <laughs> and so like, while we're walking around, I I gave the pack of cards to the kid. I'm like, Hey, can you pass it out to your friends? And they're like, Oh, wow, this is cool. They're like, And then, and then I gave him, I'm like, this one is for you though, for you in particular, for helping me. And this one is signed. And he kind of smiled and was excited. And I realized throughout the trip that that was the biggest smile I've ever gotten. Cause the Georgian people aren't necessarily the ones who like, really smile very much. It might be like sort of an ex-Soviet block kind of thing mm-hmm. or it's because an Asian guy is showing up during COVID. Um, <laughs> but like people weren't usually that nice to me, they, although they were very welcoming. They just weren't like visually smiling at me all the time. But that kid was super happy about it. But yeah, I took photos. And then I thought, this was the first day. So I'm like, Oh, everyone's going to know like the warriors and like Zaza. And I saw like this big ad at some point with him, with Zaza for some like petroleum brand or something. I'm like, everybody's going to recognize it. And then nothing for the rest of the trip. Like nobody like made any references to like any of the warriors gear I had, except for like one time at this resort in a mountain, I was at a bar ordering a drink and this guy across the bar is like, Hey, you, you think we're back this year? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I couldn't tell. He didn't say enough for me to know if he was an American or British or or Georgian. That's all he said. And then I'm like, hell yeah, we're back. And then his girlfriend like screams like, yeah. And that was wait, it.
0: Wait, was this when you were wearing your warrior's mask? Yeah. Or- yeah
1: I was wearing a warrior's mask. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's my story about visiting Georgia. It was very weird. Now, when you say they bizarre. weren't they weren't smiling to you much, were they smiling to each other at all? Or is it just not a very smiley, uh, smiley country, smiley people at this point? My question to you is how many times have you seen Zaza happy and smiling? Whenever he's with Clay and he's uh whenever he <laughs> wins a
1: title. Okay. So let's imagine all the Georgians you've ever met. The only times they smile is when they win an NBA championship or they meet Klay Thompson. That's how many times they smile.
0: (laughs) Okay. I mean, that sounds like a a, a hell of a trip, man. I got to be sure to get out there and wear a mask before the pandemic ends.
1: (laughs) If you do, definitely visit the Zaza Pachulia Basketball Academy in Belisi. I also recommend following him on Instagram and his wife. Who KD follows too, by the way. The only reason why I followed her was because Easy Money Sniper followed her. And so I was like, she might be a fun follow if KD follows her. Is she? <laughs> the jury's still out. I just think it's still weird that KD's
0: following. Well, when did um, when did you start following? Uh right before the during the trip. Oh. I thought you yeah, meant. She like, was recommended. I thought you meant like way, way back when. Well, uh, glad you made it back in one. Peace.
1: Let's catch up on what's been happening. I heard Ben Simmons is a, is, is interested in playing for the Warriors.
0: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't care less. I've talked all summer uh, by myself with Aram on episodes talking about how we're so sick of hearing about Ben Simmons and whatever. Like, like I've already said, I don't think anything's going to happen unless they get him for dirt cheap or if like five of their best guys get injured because – Nothing's changed. The only thing that's changed is they're really, really happy about their draft picks with Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. So
1: the things that came out, which I think are hilarious are Ben Simmons is not reporting to training camp. I think this is hilarious. This is like, I really wish the Sixers were a hard knocks team for us to watch. The second is he's, he's interested in playing for three California teams, which is hilarious, right? Because the Kings have the best trade package um for him the most sort of like one to one player between uh Fox and and Ben Simmons but i mean i guess i guess yeah i, I think it's hilarious i mean he knows it's just a 2 hour flight from sacramento la right no probably not <laughs> probably not <laughs> <laughs> here's a crazy concept i i know Kawhi stopped the flying a helicopter from um Uh, unincorporated San Diego County to LA Staples Center to Mm -hmm. to go to games. I wonder if Ben Simmons would be willing to fly a helicopter from Sacramento to, yeah, from, from LA to Sacramento. Like if that would actually be a thing, like he makes enough money to do that. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just take a plane? Uh, Then you'd have to go to Sacramento national airport and or Burbank and you know, like that's like I'm talking about literally commuting from right. a house in L.A. Yeah,
0: I don't know to how, Sacramento. What kind of helicopter goes that far? I don't know. I like just think a, it would be is within gonna buy, the realm of possibility. Is he going to buy like a Chinook? Or a... <laughs>
1: I don't know if it's it's even allowed. I know Steph looked into it when he lived in the East Bay uh, about yeah. taking a helicopter into San Francisco, but San Francisco only allows for hospital helicopters. There's no personal really? helicopters that are allowed.
0: Yes, I did that kind of research <laughs> when I found out where Steph was living. Yeah, I'll, I'll make note of that when I'm in the market for a helicopter. So you haven't been around for a minute, and um, you know, like it's been a crazy free agency, uh, draft, summer league, all that stuff. And uh, you know, I've talked about these things a lot, but I just want to see like what has jumped out to you. Like, what have your impressions been, and how happy are you? Or unhappy are you about the uh, offseason so far? So
1: if you look at all of the different moves, right? Signing Andre Iguodala to a m- minimum contract, not a not a um min- um not an MLE, but like just a veteran's minimum, trading Eric Pascal for I mean essentially nothing, right? If it's a protected second round pick, then essentially it's nothing. Um signing Porter Jr. and Bielitsa and then um picking up Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga and then getting rid of Smilajig. I mean, I think overall, all of that, if you add it all together is like, you know, B plus a minus, right. They should have probably traded Pascal earlier when he had more value instead of, you know, Utah basically taking advantage. I mean, we're basically trading best friends, right? We could have, if you can get, um, Wiggins and a protected first pick for, um, for D'Lo, you because they were get, we we're connecting best friends together. You would think that you'd be able to get something similar, or not similar, but like better than a second round pick for trading someone's best friend. You know, Donovan Mitchell's best friend to him, right? And then signing Bealitza and Porter um, is really just going to be based on how you know how injury prone they're going to be for this year. And then Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, you know, we love them during summer league, so that's great. And then I really love Gary Payton the second. I think he has a lot of potential. I'm not sure why no one else is picking him up. You look at all that, it's like, you know, I think it's safe to say at least the B plus, right? Maybe a B. But like what everybody's not talking about is Steph Curry just signed an extension. I mean, those two weeks where like LeBron was quote unquote recruiting him. Yeah, this is an eight off season if Steph Curry signed his extension and Basically said, you know what I like. I like all the everything we did so far.
0: Let me let me uh, break this grade down a little bit further. I have questions. So you weren't here for the draft. We didn't talk during that time about this stuff. But what what grade would you give for the draft? I like
1: that we swung not for the fences, but like swung into the in, the outfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like if we were just to get safe players, you know, playable players right now. I, I mean, if you look at how well Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody have been doing in the summer league, all of the quote unquote ready-made players that can just play right now did not do any better, right? Corey Kispert, all those type of guys. Davion Mitchell played well. Yeah, David. Yeah, he played well, but like we know his shortcomings.
0: Duarte played well, but he wasn't there when the fourteenth pick came up. So exactly. What grade would you give your Warriors front office? I would give them two grades, right?
1: for For picking players that can play right now, I would say you know B B plus. For picking players that you can potentially trade later, that's an A minus, mm. right? And so if you were to average the two, then it's a B plus, maybe mm. an A minus. Because mm-hmm. like, you got to think about these players as twofers. The thing about picking ready made players is they're not tradable.
0: No, no, no. They're no one's clamoring for uh Corey Kispert in a as the centerpiece of a of a trade for the future.
1: And they've already raised their value.
0: Yeah. So much so that they better not trade them I mean all
1: we need at this point is those bodies are worth more than those picks. I can I can guarantee that right now. Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody as players are worth more than the seventh and fourteenth pick right now from from two months ago. Oh, totally. Can, can we do a fun bit right now where sure. I interview Patrick from six months ago? And, <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, Patrick, uh, just so you know, this is this is Vubang from the future. What's up? Um, I just want to let you know that uh, the Warriors picked John the Kaminga Moses Moody. First of all, I'd be like, who's M- Moses Moody? <laughs> <laughs> Also, I should add, none of them are injured and they're perfectly healthy.
0: Yeah. If this was six months ago, me, I'm ecstatic. As you know, I've been a fan of Kaminga's for a while. And all the people saying like, oh, let's draft Mitchell. You know, it's like, oh, come on, man. Do you even realize? And all these people who are knocking Kaminga about like, oh, I don't think he'll be this. I don't think he'll be that. The kid is 18 years old and you have a whole staff of development guys, you can make him what you want him to be at this point. You know, he's very malleable. <laughs> he's not like 22, and he's like, uh, you know, just another Donnell Marshall. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's great. I, mean, I personally, I give, I give the Warriors an A, you know, on, on the draft. Even though I've had, like, second thoughts, and I'm like, oh, man, Trey Murphy really was uh, somebody we could have taken at 14. But Moses Moody, I like that kid. He'll be solid. Uh, Free agency, what's your grade for the Warriors in free agency? I mean, this is all
1: injury dependent. I hate it when people say that, but like it really does matter, especially this year. I mean, most of the teams that were in and out of the playoffs basically lived or died by injury. Yeah, And 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 keep in mind,
0: keep in mind, uh, Bielitsa said he wasn't really injured. He just had issues with uh, the Kings after Vlade left and he never really clicked with the Heat. I think it's great if they're able to be,
1: you know, to not have any injuries. I think this team, I think this team is top five if nobody gets injured. But like, who, who where in the world are you if nobody gets injured?
0: Wait, so what's your grade for free agency?
1: <sighs> I mean, for all things considered, it's probably like a B minus, right? If those players, if Bielitsa and Porter Jr. sort of play as expected, but if they play according to their full potential, Porter's not that old. He's 28. Yeah, he's not that old. He's just injury prone, but injury prone in the lower body. So it's problematic that way. If they don't get injured, then it's, you know,
0: it's an A minus. I will give him a B plus. Hey, it looks like the front office swung and missed on a, a handful of dudes who didn't want to come to the, to the Warriors for cheap. Now taking Clay Thompson into account, taking <laughs> Steph signing a four-year extension. So including this coming season, what, that's like five years? Right? he has 5 <laughs> years with the warriors. Um what's your offseason grade for the the warriors overall?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a minus. I mean I I'm looking back at all of the the grades and I know immediately during the draft they got low grades cuz everybody was saying they should have traded those picks. But like if you look at the most recent offseason grades, everybody gave the warriors an A. Yeah. When you think about everything as a as a as a whole
0: Yeah, I give the Warriors an A, A minus. I have spoken to this before. It's like, I think the combination of what they have on the roster is awesome. I mean, like, my friend Aaron alluded to this a little bit in the last episode. He's like, they have these Hall of Famers, and then they're also like doing like this mini the process where they've taken two swings on guys who could be potential all-stars down the road and then they have a couple guys who are going to be very solid so uh i can't imagine a better scenario considering where the Warriors have been the last couple of years what do you like about gary payton the second
1: i mean he's coming in as a defensive player right but he's very noticeable on offense you know how like some players disappear like i always know where gary payton is I mean, sure, he misses like some monster dunks sometimes, but those are pretty fun to watch. Very bizarre. But yeah, I always see him like he's always present. And I think he'll be a good end of bench guy if they uh, they end up keeping him. I think the only thing bad that happened during the offseason is the Draymond KD thing. (laughs) I think that's the only bad thing. Like them rewriting history and just talking about like, you know, post conversation, post argument in L.A., but like they didn't at all talk about everything that led up to that point as if there wasn't sort of awkwardness throughout the entire year or even the year before
0: i've gone on record calling it a big nothing burger and saying i just don't even care like it was so long ago it doesn't even matter to me but none of this is under oath (laughs) it's pure entertainment it's bleach report Uh, it's completely subjective and obviously like no one else is going to clap back at them
1: yeah, I, I just don't know what the end game is. Like, I don't know why Draymond would want to bring up any sort of drama on the team. I can understand Kevin Durant wanting to bring up drama. I always, I always, the thing I was looking forward to with him leaving was that all the drama would leave and go to to Brooklyn. You know, it's sort of like. What's that, what's that show, the crazy ex-girlfriend kind of thing? Like, it's great to sort of watch from afar, you know, and not happen in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's basically coming back and being like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm going to start some more drama with the Warriors while I'm here in, in, in Brooklyn.
0: I don't expect it actually to cause too much drama. It seems like obviously Kerr and Myers, they – no Draymond, they're used to him sure maybe maybe like any human being they would be like annoyed and kind of roll their eyes and be like what the hell but um i don't really think it'll cause that much drama the only place where i think it'd be problematic is like i followed draymond on instagram of course and i saw that john Kaminga liked the video and i'm like oh man you know like you don't really want like these 18 19 20 year old kids to potentially lose like respect for either Kerr or or Bob Myers before they even like get into training camp. You know what I mean? Uh that's the only place where I could find it to be an issue moving forward. But outside of that, like everyone else is a grown up and um they've been through worse with with Katie and and uh I mean obviously Draymond. So
1: here's a question for you. I mean having still fully not recovered from the let's get rid of Don Nelson and then trade Chris Weber. Like if push comes to shove, if if it's between Myers, Steve Kerr on one side and Draymond on the other, like I would come, I mean, I'm curious to see who you think the Warriors would choose. I think I know.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, who I would choose or who I think the Warriors would choose. Both. Um, I would choose, I guess they're the same in my opinion. Um, Kerr and Myers like Draymond is 32 33 and a couple years ago when Draymond signed his extension I was happy because you know that settled some things but I was also like the first thing I thought of was like oh great they can trade him in like the third year of his extension you know so like it's already something in my mind he's not Chris Weber who's 20 years old who knows maybe he could be wanting his way out eventually maybe he wants to reunite with kd whatever but i love draymond but if it came down to that it's like yeah uh it's it's totally different to me from the uh from the don nelson chris weber thing just the dynamics and the context of it yeah that that
1: definitely makes sense i just don't i just hope we don't get to that point but the only person that can make it that way is is draymond so
0: yeah i i agree i mean who knows. Who knows? In the future history of the Warriors, there there might be a very, there might be a very bad breakup between the Warriors and Draymond. I could see that happening. I mean, it's, it's on the table, but as long as I I think they're all kind of focused, I have no way to, uh, to stake this claim, but I assume because they're all, they've all been around for a while they're all on the same page to try to win as many games as possible and get back into being a championship contender. And they know that a lot of this stuff is just noise, you know, self-created
1: noise. If I were to imagine what Draymond is thinking, I think what he's thinking is either the grass is always greener or I'm just not being treated the way I should be treated. And that comes with being a player who has only played for this organization. Like, I can imagine other ex-Warriors basically sitting Draymond down and being like, hey, you don't know how good it is that you have it, right? Like, name me five other front offices that would want him and also are better than the Warriors. I'm sure he knows firsthand what what Sacramento is like, just because there's a little bit of overlap between ownership. Um, But if he thinks it's going to be better playing for the Clippers or the Lakers or whatever, I just don't see that happening.
0: That goes into the whole idea that, like, not only has he played for one organization that's won championships, that he's helped win championships, obviously, but he's also played with Steph. Hopefully, it's just like I said, it's a big nothing burger and it just goes, goes, uh, away in my bubble amongst the people I know. Like, it was whatever.
1: Yeah. I also think it's nothing because I, I have a feeling he's already said this to Steve Kerr and. <laughs> Myers. I'm sure if he's texting Bob Myers, Jonathan Kaminga, all caps, he's also been talking to him about what happened yeah. in L.A. This whole I, time.
0: I think it's just Draymond's play to be like Barbara Walters or Oprah Winfrey when he's done. I think.
1: It, I think it's sort of like pushing the blame. Like I was. It wasn't my fault for getting the the last technical in the finals. It's not my fault that <laughs> I pushed away Kevin Durant. You know, it's all these things.
0: The only thing that would have kind of burned for me was would be if kd said yeah if that didn't happen i would have stayed that he never said that so uh yeah, yeah. it's
1: not that okay. it's 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 if steph curry didn't exist i would have stayed
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah he's walking around the bay area and wondering why everybody's more people are wearing under armor shoes than kdx's you know and that's a weird thing to experience but I'm not sure if people walking around with KD 12s right now or whatever shoe he's on in Brooklyn. So, yeah,
0: yeah. What
1: I what I can say though is when I was traveling outside the country in Nike stores, Brooklyn Nets and Lakers stuff was everywhere. Like the the Nets, like KD probably single handedly, and probably the other two also. Like Brooklyn is very popular now, throughout the world.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Is there anything else you're looking forward to the rest of this? off season because it is like the dead time we're about f- two months from the season can i just say that this season is
1: going to be the most exciting season for a very long time all those seasons when you were expecting a championship it was more anxiety than anything you know because the the is handed to you and they other teams have to take it away and then the first season after everything happened it was kind of like a no nothing season so you're rooting for draft picks And the bubble year doesn't really count and all this shit, but like this is the year where, like you said, we have a championship caliber core surrounded by a league pass team.
0: Like, how exciting is that? It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I um I had I did an episode, a solo episode, where I talked about the 10 reasons why this Mm -hmm. is gonna be one of the most epic NBA seasons I've ever seen. (laughs) Like it's just lined up. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of good teams, right? There's a lot of parity at the top, but there's no one dominant team, and it's also not like a bunch of Indiana Pacers from the early two thousands or New Jersey Nets led by Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, Kenyon Martin. You know, these are all really good, exciting teams, and then you have this influx of this rookie class that makes everything really, really intriguing, and there's just a ton of talent, a lot of you know, interesting storylines, narratives. And um, yeah, like, I'm really excited.
1: Did you watch the new NBA 2K2 trailer? No. I would watch it because this is the first year where there's a ton of players featured. Usually there's like five players featured, maybe 10. There's like 20 players featured in the trailer because they just couldn't decide. There's just so many good players this year.
0: Let me ask you, um, what's the one team that worries you the most? There may be more than one, but what's the one team that worries you the most this season?
1: I can... Oh, man. I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'm not worried about the Nets because I don't think any of those top three players can make it through the playoffs. Like, ever. Those guys have never all made it through. Like, you're expecting all three of them to make it through the playoffs. Then, you know, God bless you. You should buy your lottery ticket right now. Um, I'm also... Not worried about the Clippers, obviously, because Kawhi's not playing until very, very deep in. So I guess I I guess I'm saying I'm worried about the Lakers, just because I don't I didn't think they could get it together to win a championship, but they did. But obviously, I think that's a asterisk because they had a three month break in between. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess I'm worried about the Lakers, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Especially if they pick up um DeAndre Jordan, I guess. I don't know. But I probably should be worried about the Suns, right? That's why who we should be worried about, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> Me, not so much. I'm I'm more concerned about, I'm more concerned about the Lakers because the Westbrook thing was so, uh, was funny at first, but then they did a good job getting all these, not just the old guys. That was also funny, but then they got some young guys and it's something that may work really well or it could all fall apart. Like I don't yeah. trust AD to make it through a full season is Westbrook enough to carry them across the finish line.
1: Here's, here's the thing. The Lakers the Lakers experiment can go out two ways, right? The first is it's not going to work out. These are just a bunch of old guys collected and who knows what the hell is going to happen, right? Like all the basketball experts or analytics guys are probably saying like, this is not really going to happen just based on the trajectory of each of these players so far. On the other side is, these players know something that we don't. <laughs> There's something that they know that we don't. They, they do the actual work. And so they know something that we don't. So they could very easy, easily be really good. And none of the analysts in us can re- really know that because they know something that we don't. So it could go either way.
0: Well said. All right. Well, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen and watch the episodes on YouTube at youtube.com slash national film society. Hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Capino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. And if you're so inclined, leave us a five-star rating and say dope stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.